What's up everyone? It's another episode of the Jiggy John Show and my guest is coming right in. It is the one and only Dato Yasmin Yusuf. Oh my god. It's I'm, so dangerous to hear you fucked I'm doing an Uber Grab Black, whatever you call it, because like concierge service right outside her front door, but we shall not know where that is. <laughs> I know it's quite dangerous because uh, <laughs> yeah, this, a lorry almost took me out. Yeah. How are you? I am fine. Thank you so much yeah. for making time. Oh, it is so hot. It is. Let me crank that up. My country is too hot. Well, your country is my country. My country is your country. <laughs> la. How are you? Okay, good. Long time no see. I know. What you been up to? What else? La? Cari makan. La. Same here. Same here. Oh my God. So, thank you very much for being a guest on the Jiggy John Show. And in case you don't already know what I do, I literally pick people up and I put them in the hot seat, which you are right now in, and I grill you uh, all for the right reasons, of course. Okay. The, the whole idea is to just uh, tell a story. Okay. And uh, as much as I know who you are, and and the only oh, thing. Oh, that's the, what you think. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, right? The 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 only thing I really know of you is what I I've heard or, or read about and all that. So I figured. But we've worked together, so you know me a little bit. A little, a little bit. bit better. Yeah, but you know, better. but just on a. Stop. Prof- Don't drive into that car. I know. I know. But <laughs> but you know, like in reality. You know, I mean, it's it's your fame that precedes you. So, you by know. the way, this is a very posh car. Allah, cari makan. Can we go on the highway so we can? Yeah, see, it yeah, up? of course. You, you like that? Huh? <laughs> no, I no, wasn't sure. No. <laughs> oh, I wasn't sure because you know it's I'm okay. happy to. Okay. I have a lot of guests who enjoy that part of it. Let's just be calm. They want the G forces to kick in. So, <laughs> no. So yeah, I just wanted to because you know at, at the end of the day, I think. Uh, as a female uh, MC, I don't think there's anyone who's got the track record that you have. Yeah, but who's active? as old as I am. Allah, <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> no, but in reality, so let's even true, go down actually, that road. True, How long true. have you been professionally hosting? Gosh, I don't even remember uh, what my first job was, but I think no. was, I think it was something like. A friend asked me to do a wedding or something like that. Okay. It might have been that, yeah. Can I ask if it was before or after your whole, you know, was it Miss Universe or Miss, Miss Malaysia? Miss Malaysia, sorry. Not if I won Miss Universe, I would not be here. Right, right. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, no, no, no. After Miss Universe, I came back, I uh, was asked to act in a TV drama, Opa. Okay. Which was supposed to run for one year mm-hmm. and it ran for 15 years. Yeah, they're the longest running soap opera of Malaysia. Wait, really? Yes, you don't know. I Do you know, Jiggy? I have two sets of audiences, okay? I have wow. the Malay, who yeah. knew, know about my acting and my singing. Uh huh. You sang? You see? Wait, I haven't finished my story. Then oh, the English uh? know me from the Beauty Queen and radio. That's all I know. See? So, How? I will tell you a little story. Uh, I did an event once in Ipo okay. with a Japanese Malaysian event company. Okay. And it was a tree planting for school kids. Okay. So, after it was over, there was a bunch of school kids and teachers walking towards us, and the client got very excited and stopped them and said, Kanata, Kanata, you know, the Kanata. And they said, Oh, Opa! And the client said, Opa? What's that? What's that? Sounds like Korean. Yeah, because they thought it was. They would answer radio, but of course, ah. they don't listen to English radio. Wow! So anyway, so after I did the acting, then I wait. So what? What was Opa? What was this whole character? Oh, I don't know nothing. It's a, it's so. I think it's one of the best TV dramas ever done because it was a family story. Okay. Opa's grandmother, so she was the matriarch. And she had four children, and they had children, and one family lived in the kampong, one family lived in the city suburbs. Um, I was a pl- I was playing this Canadian woman married to one of her sons, so there was that added factor of foreigners, and you know. So uh, it was in Bahasa or in Yeah, Indian? in Malay, Malay. Yeah. Oh wow, TV one, TV, TV one. Yeah, it was RTM. It was very, very good. Uh, drama. And Where was the show? I still meet people who remember seeing, watching the show. In fact, there are reruns now after midnight. So hold on, <laughs> it aired for fifteen years. Yeah. So people watched you grow up on screen. Yes. You know who played one of my nephews, Aziz M. Osman, who's now like big, huge time director. We had oh. lots. Yeah. You should write a book, man. I know. 
I like know. memoirs, you know. Yes. Because I, I, I think the whole this whole journey can can empower a lot of others. I mean, that's the whole purpose of let's see how long uh, I can get you to yak and tell your story. I already have the title. You do? Yeah. Pay me and I'll do it. <laughs> no, but have you literally considered uh, chronically uh, chronicling your life? There are people who want to write a book. Yeah. There are people who want to write a book. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so let's go further back. Like, what were you doing in school? Wait, I haven't finished telling my oh. after my TV show. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, but actually, I want to go before that. Okay, I want to know, before that. Okay. I want to know, like, what led you even to pre-beauty pageant and all that. What did you do in school? Like, were you already in acting or drama? Yes, very much, very ah, much. So. so you're a drama yep. queen from day yep, one. Yep, acting, singing. Uh, primary school? No, primary school. Oh, primary school. Of course, because I was taller than most of the kids, so I was always. Dumped in this on the field. Okay, going back even further, yeah. I don't even know where you grew up. Where are you from? Um, I was born in the UK, okay. in Cardiff. My brother went to school there. Yeah, I've been there actually. Yeah. Yeah, six, seven years ago. Okay. Nice little beautiful place on the on the Before water. Before the Malaysian-owned football club, football team. Hey, <laughs> I don't know, 2013. City, yeah. Maybe. Oh, after. Yeah, after, yeah. after. And then. Um, oh. Then we came back here when I was very little. Okay. And my father was a civil servant. He worked for the JKR, BWB. So, all together, I went to nine schools. What? So, I am not the person who has childhood friends. Oh. You're, you're almost like an ambassador's kid. Yeah, kind except, of. Except uh, in yeah. the country. La. So, you, you need to always adapt. You need, And we always always have to make new friends and wow. leave old friends. and So, that, that kind of... Made me the person I am, I guess. Was it adaptable? Yeah, was it just Peninsula or East Malaysia? No, as well? just Peninsula. So, like, can I say all states or okay. oh, nine times, right? Okay, let me see. Ah, yeah. Uh, kindergarten in Sagamat Johor. <laughs> uh, standard two in Pekan Pahang. Okay. Standard three in Asunta PJ. Oh wow! Standard five in Sultan Sulaiman. I'm a Lasalin, by the way. Oh really? Lasal PJ, yeah. Uh, standard five in Sultan Sulaiman, Kuala Terengganu. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they didn't have TV then, <laughs> so I had to leave TV in KL and go to. Then and, and wow. go to school on a Sunday. Yeah. Back then? Yeah. Already? Yes. Oh, I so you go to school and you'd be reading the Sunday papers, the cartoons, and then you have to go to school. It's a bit wow. weird. Yeah. Huh. And, yeah. And then from one, two, and three in BBGS, Bukit Bintang Girls School. And what about four and five? Four and five, I went to boarding school, Tengku Kursia College. Where's that? In it was in Suramban. Oh wow! Yeah. You know they take at, at my time they took the top one hundred Malay girls in the country, so I was probably number ninety-nine. And how modest! Um, would you like to know who my contemporaries were at the time? Yeah, please. Uh, while I was there, not in my year, my yeah. senior. Yeah. In my first year, there was a Rosmah Manso. In my house, eh? My my Karosma. Are you serious? Yes, she was in upper six. In lower six was Kak Wan Aziza. And you were how old at that point? Oh, form 16. One? No, no, oh, I was no. Form four. Oh, so she's slightly your senior. Yeah, yeah. Kak Rosie. Yes. And one oh. year her junior was Wan Aziza. So she knows you then? Of course. Ah. And Wan Aziza was my table leader, so she knows a lot of my secrets. Wow. <laughs> wow, you're like the who's who, man. Yeah. And then the next year, Sharizad came in. Also, my house. Damn! Yeah, and Marina Made. At the These same are like time. the Golden Girls. Amazing, right? And I was there when all four of them were there. Marina Made as well. Man, you gotta get a photo Amazing, in. Right? I know! Holy crap, yeah. I gotta get a, like a bus and put all of you girls in and just talk about then. Don't talk about now. <laughs> you know what I mean? My goodness, how times have changed. Huh. But I can tell you that when Aziza yeah. and Sharizad, are exactly the same as they were in school. Really? Especially Sharif's at the same humor, laughing, and yeah. Wow. Hearing that from you as a, I guess as a, you know, not someone in that scene. Yeah. It's quite interesting. Because we Marina, only Marina's the same as well, actually. Yeah, we only look at them that way, right? Yeah. Interesting. Because you don't know them personally. You didn't grow up. Yep, with yep, them. yep, yep, yep. So yeah. what happened in school? Like, did you do like plays and? Lots of plays. I had. Uh, Side Aoi and Lee Jufo come and watch us and judge us because we were a premier school and we were kind of an experimental school as well. Like we were, we were the first school to do 
was a science and math T syllabus when everybody else was doing N syllabus, you know, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and we had a school band, which I didn't do, but we had a photography club. And the problem is, you're in boarding school, so yeah. you can never say you're not free, you can never say you left your homework uh, at home, you can never say your dog ate your homework. Well, it's, it's, and you can never say you're not feeling well because they'll right. send you to sick bay. Infamy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So boarding school's different now. But I mean, I guess it still made you who you are, right? Yeah. True. Interesting. True. So I also went to school in Rosmazia was uh, Dr. Mazan Osman, who is our first space ambassador. Yes. Yeah. Wow, quite the power hitters, yeah, huh? She was our school hockey captain. Phew. <laughs> Did you play any sports in school though? Oh yes, all the athletics you can imagine. Really? Yes. And, and you enjoyed it? Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. Well, athletics are not. So I mean, you were not forced to do it, but you did it on your own. No, we all in boarding school. There's no excuse. I understand. You have to, yeah. But, but before that. Did you represent the school? Yes. Wow. Yeah. What? We what's did, what though? Uh, what did we play? Yeah? I represented Lacrosse? the school later in Form Six for hockey. <laughs> hockey? <laughs> really? I played netball. Wow. Hockey. I tried to play volleyball, and then I did all the You're like track a jack and of field. all trades, huh? Yeah, track and field. Jeez. Relay, hundred meters. Ah, uh, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Like. Was there a sport that you actually enjoyed though? Long jump. <laughs> I like what? long jump. What is your height actually? I don't know, five seven and a bit. Okay, well that's actually normal, yeah, why? Yeah, but not then. Maybe. Really? Yeah, I think then. I'm not five elevens. Can you imagine? And so I, yeah, and I used to always be forced to do high jump. Oh, you're tall, do high jump. Oh, you're long legs, you can run. That jazz, that that yeah. angle. So th- okay, then what happened after school? Then um, in lower six, I won an AFS international scholarship. So I went to high school in San Diego, California. For Come a on! How long were you in San Diego? A year. Do you know I went to San Diego for the ex- first time in my life exactly a year ago, last Isn't year it January. Uh, well, I, I guess I can say this since this is YouTube. I was high on secondary weed. It's legal. It's oh, legal. Yeah, it wasn't legal then, I'm okay. walking down the Gaslamp district and I'm just getting high on somebody else's supply. <laughs> the whole of California it's legal. Yep. So well, okay. it wasn't then. Actually that was the seventies, so there were drugs there were much say, stronger drugs. That was rampant. acid. You had to be careful when people offered you. Holy crap, you went to school in and you were how old then? Sixteen. Oh, yeah, life changing, the best no? year to go. Yeah, yeah. You know, Malaysia didn't have color TV then. Oh, and yeah, you had it there. Yeah, had it there. And I went to everything. I mean, the th- three days after I arrived, they took me to a Stephen Stills concert. Oh, I saw everybody. God. Alice Cooper. Um, no Woody way. Blues, and I saw Elvis. Come on. Yeah. What year was this? 73, I guess. What year did he pass away? I don't know. It must have been just after. He was already a little bit bloated. He wore that white thing with the fringe. And nobody in my class wanted to go with me. Everybody refused. They were like, you're kidding, Elvis. Why? I really wanted to go. They didn't like so Elvis? That, of course not. Grease ball, no. Oh. Who likes Elvis when you're a teenager? No way. Oh, because he was too old? Yeah. Oh, oh. And I only went so that I could say I saw Elvis. I was going to say, I don't know anyone who's actually seen Elvis. People queued for a week, okay? They camped outside the stadium. Were there any other Malaysians there in San Diego with you? Like, just yes, random? Yes, In in my on my AFS program, there was a girl, Lily, who was from Klamtan. But she lived in a, another part of San Diego, in El Cajon, actually, a suburb. Did you keep in touch with her? Yes, we have. We had oh. a reunion. We had our 40th anniversary. We went all the way back to San Diego. That's yeah. so cool. You're next level. I'm so glad I got you out today, man. <laughs> it's like you just, you just, you got stories galore, lah. Uh, see? Wow, and I can't imagine. So what is AFS? I've never heard of it. American Field Service is an international exchange program. Okay. It started in World War II where the Americans volunteered to become ambulance drivers right. in Europe. Right. It was called the American Field Service. There they met European families yep. and invited their children to come and visit them in America. Okay. And vice versa. So it's that's how so we So how did it end up coming all the way to Malaysia then? Because we have a an office here. I'm actually on the AFS board in, in Malaysia. Is it still is it still yeah, around? It's still running and they it has actually 
uh, grown. So you have shorter programs, you have programs for the handicapped, uh, for wow. visually impaired, to go to America. The American Embassy has a partnership with us. Yeah. So, it's wow. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God, I just took my hearing out. Yeah, it's cool. And you know, can you imagine a 16-year-old coming from I'm Malaysia, going to Southern California? Mahavi Longman also went on the same program. No. Two years after me. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, some people, I was lucky. I, The family I lived with yep. lived, um, lived in the center of the city, like walking distance from the gas lamp. Right. And I went to the city school, San Diego High School, which was 30% black, 30% Chicano, and 30% white. Like, you um, obviously look Chicano. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They probably thought you were just like everybody was probably yapping away to you in Spanish. Am I right? <laughs> not really. No? Not really. No. At that time, maybe I looked a little more exotic. Maybe. You? They wouldn't have assumed you were Latino. No. 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 Like you? Maybe. But when I went to Mexico for Miss right. Universe, I looked just like everybody else. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because now I'm watching Narcos. You could very well be one of the Godmothers. See. You know, like you could be one of the big dons uh, running the show, right? <laughs> Don Yasmin. You can Don do that. Can, wow, okay, so then you came back and then yeah. what happened? And um, so when you go, yep. you miss a year of school. So right. you come back, so it's a year behind, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and went back to Russia, and then my my mother decided not to have me in boarding school anymore because she knew I'd go away to university. Yep. So she wanted me at home. By yep. that time, my parents had moved to Kwantan. Okay. So then I went to school in Kwantan. Wow. Yeah. So did you do Form 6 or what did you do? Yes. Like A-lab, form 6. Form 6. A-lab, no, okay. Uh, form 6. Higher school certificate. Yeah, yeah. And then after that? So, okay, when is the beauty pageant thingy? So then I went to England University ah, in Bradford. What did you do? I did a course. When I applied, it was called Human Purposes and Communication. Mascot. So yeah. No, no. Uh, sociology, psychology, literature, and... Uh, Philosophy. Deep. Philosophy. Oh yeah, Descartes, Sartre, all this. So, after a couple of years, they realized that nobody knew what it was and nobody could explain, so they changed the name to Human Studies. So I have a degree in Human Studies and focusing on psychology. Interesting. Which actually has been very useful, psychology. Right, yeah. right. So, after two years, yep. I, I did, my university specialized in sandwich courses. So you do a thin sandwich, which means you study six months, work six months, study six months, work six months. Uh, it's like practical, which is very good for technical courses like engineering because you could end up getting a job in the place that you trained. You know? Right. <clears throat> so I had a thick sandwich, meant two years working, a two years studying, one year working, and then come back for a final year. So my dad got me a job at home in Gunting Highlands. Doing what? Uh, pro... Uh, With the Gunting Group? Yes. Come on. Yeah, I lived in Gunting Highlands for come a year. On. Are you oh, freaking kidding me? Yeah, here? we used to look at our window, out of our window at the lights of KL below. Oh, yes. Which, uh, so uh, like so staff quarters? Sales promotion. Staff quarters? Sales or? promotion. Yeah, staff quarters. Good lord. <laughs> what in the world? Yeah. So I went to Kenting and I did my thesis on people living together in a closed environment. You know? Did you ever meet the founder? Of course. Of course. It's a good friend of my dad's. Yeah, very nice. Because my father was in the JKR, so my father was the one who was responsible for ah, the helping him with the infrastructure and the land and the um, water supply and all that. Is your dad still around? No. Okay. So okay. my dad, it was like a busman's holiday, you know. He would have to go to places like Fraser's Hill, Cameron Highlands right. to check out things. And we'd all follow for the holiday. Phew. Yeah. So oh, Genting, yeah, so we knew. We it was knew. even your childhood was pretty adve- uh, a lot of adventure. Yeah, is it wasn't yours? Well, I mean, not at this extent. Oh, I so, mean, like this whole travels and yeah. I mean, you know, especially when your dad gets paid to go do that. Mm-hmm. So it's like a paid holiday, no? Kinda. Yeah. I mean, you stay in staff quarters, right? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. And my dad was a government servant too, but he yeah. was RTM. Oh. He was an electrical, oh, I guess, electrical engineer. Yeah. 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 So he also moved around like a nomad, but we we were all here. Oh. He's the one who did the moving. Yeah. So okay. So then, what happened after Genting? So after, while I was in Genting, they had a Miss Genting competition. So although I was an executive, they all pushed me to enter. How old were you? Twenty one, twenty two? Something like that. Right. Yeah. And um, I won. So after Miss Gunting, we then go for Miss Interhotel. Those things don't happen anymore. They should so do it. So every hotel had a beauty queen and then had a Miss Interhotel. Let's start it again. 
So I didn't win. Okay. I got second. Who did you lose to? I can't remember. Oh my but Maggie Lou, uh -huh. who's a former Miss Malaysia, uh -huh. was there. Uh -huh. And she said, she came up to me and she said, never mind, we go for Miss Malaysia. Okay. And the rest is history. So what happened in Miss Malaysia, they did an ad in the papers. Okay. okay. This is while I'm working in Tengke. They did an ad in the papers. And so I wrote in and I entered. So they went for an interview, mm -hmm. got to the um, first round and then semi-finals. And I only told my parents when I got into the finals. <laughs> so I'm sure my dad would have said, absolutely not. Really? You're here to work. Oh, what did he do? Yeah, so what did he do in the end? They bought a table. They came to the dinner. And then when I won, they gave me, my parents gave me this beautiful ring. Oh. And, and, and I thought, they already had the ring. That means if I hadn't won, they would have also given me the ring as well, you know? Wait, so you were not even done with education yet? No, I was in my third year. Wow. So I won in May. Mm -hmm. I went to Miss Universe in Acapulco, in Mexico, in uh, June. Damn! June, July. And it was the longest competition they had had because it was an entire month in Mexico. Now I think it's all every time it's a month, but they had never done a month. Right. I went to Mexico and it was weird because I had been on AFS, exchange student, where yep. you have like 40, 50 people from all over the world. It was very similar to that experience, right. you know, except there was only one person from each country. Right. So while I was at Miss Universe, I sang and they knew every time because once they found out I could sing, every time, every event we went to that had a band, they were like, Malaysia, Malaysia, Qatar, Qatar, they asked me to sing. And then I got a recording offer. Come on. To go to New York. Come yeah, on. Yeah, from Vicky Carr's manager. Asked what? if I was interested. Okay. But I said, no, I still have to finish my university. Oh, come on. Yeah, you know, degrees. You would have so... been the first Yuna. <laughs> no, lah. Was no, so jokes aside, New York, you know, you know. Fun, right? But I don't know, education was so important to me and I, I there was nothing, I was going to get my degree from what So that wasn't even something you even bounced off your parents. No, you no, knew that. No. Yeah, wow. I knew that. So you were still focused. I mean, you were yeah. still, um, you know, very, you, you had your foot was firmly in the ground, right? Yeah, or on the ground. It. Yep. Interesting. Uh, and what kind of genre of music did you sing? Um... Just popular music, I guess. Pop music, you know. I mean, but there I had to sing something that was also popular in in Spanish. Okay. I mean, I had a version in Spanish. So, right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I came back. Yeah. And you know that Mexico is exactly the other side of the world to Malaysia. Of course. So the yeah. jet lag is like crazy. Hit you like a mofo. What year was that, by the way? Seventy-eight. Okay. So then, uh, after that, I came back, went to bed. And my dad woke me up and said, you have to come with me to this dinner. Okay. It was some company dinner or Jakira dinner. Okay. Because my mom didn't want to go. So I had to accompany him. Right. And my dad was very proud of my singing. Okay. He always asked me to sing wherever we go. You know? Right, right. His favorite song, like Autumn Leaves, you know, stuff like that. Okay. So he asked me to go up and sing. And the MC was Ahmad Daud. And I sang and he said, hey, you can sing. You want to sing? I said, okay. okay. I said, set up a meeting with Frankie Chia and Ahmad Nawab of Warner Music. Whoa. It was then called WA. So right. I went and did audition and I signed a recording contract. <laughs> what? Yes. Okay. So, at the same time as Khatija Ibrahim. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then a couple of months later, Jamal Abdullah came as well. Right. They're still singing. <laughs> no. So what happened? Did you cut an album? Two. I had two number ones. See? Uh, is it on YouTube? You don't know anything. Yes. You're freaking kidding no. me. No, don't. <laughs> I have to drop this in then. Okay, so okay. then. Uh, What's the name of the songs though? Uh, the number one was Tom Tomba. It's a joke. Okay. And the other one is Bonica, which is about a doll. So wait, these are original songs? Yeah, written by Johari Saleh. Damn. RTM. Damn. And the second album. The Johari, Dr. Johari Sari produced the first album. The second album was produced by uh, uh, Ajimai Hussein, yeah? whose son is a singer. Okay. Imran? Is it Imran? Yeah. Um, Doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, he's very good. 
uh, anyway, so this is all just before I'm going back to university, okay? Right, so right, I went, right. This all happened. I came back from Miss Universe, it was July, and I went back to university in September. Right. Actually, my Miss Malaysia time only was four months. This is something I have questioned over the last 41 years since I won Miss Malaysia. Okay. Why people remember that I was Miss Malaysia when I was only here for four months of my Miss Malaysia year. Wait, wait, you know sorry. What do you mean like four months? Not a whole year. Where were you the rest I of the time? I went back to university in England. Ah, you didn't, yeah. you didn't really do your rounds for yeah. a whole year. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yes. How? I don't know. What kind of an impact did you make? Exactly. And the best part is, when I went back to university, of course, everyone in, in my friends were social scientists, you know, not into beauty queens. So they were like, oh, I was working in a factory over the summer and I saw you on TV. You know, or somebody else said, oh, I heard you went for that meat market. So I said, <laughs> <laughs> so my reply was, I spent my summer in Acapulco. Where did you go? Oh, <laughs> you know? Lord. Yeah. Wow. So, so I went back in September, and in December, yeah. WA Records flew me back to record my first album. Come on. Yeah. What a killer year, man. Yep. 1978. Yes. Damn. Yeah. And, uh, and then they flew me back again in April. Oh, no, in April, they flew me back again to do promotion for the for the songs plus crown the next Miss Malaysia. Who was it? Um, is it Lena Leong? 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 The surname is Leong. Okay, so I stand corrected, but were you the only Malaysian who has ever gone to a Miss Universe finals? No, I didn't get to the finals. Well, you didn't get to the finals? I won third prize, third place for best national dress. What I meant is you got to represent Malaysia. Oh, how many Malaysians have represented Malaysia? That's a better question. In Miss Universe today. Oh gosh. Oh wait, you mean every year there's a Malaysian girl yes, who goes? Yes, ah, that's, yes, that doesn't yes, make sense. Yeah. So has any girl ever won? That's a better question. No. We've gone in the top ten though. Um, Andrea Fonseca's mother. Okay. Josephine Wong. She was in the top ten. I we've had a top ten in Miss World or top twelve. Yeah. Shirley. Shirley Chu. Right. Um, we have had some girls that have gone quite far. But we've not had any Malay girls after you, right? No, no, no. Era Fazira. Oh. Yeah. There was one more Malay girl after me in Miss Universe. Uh-huh. Siti Rohani. Right. Uh, and she passed away, but she was an actress. Okay. And then for Miss World, I think Era was the last one, I think. And then they kind of like, let's not have Malay girls, you know. Then the three girls went and entered the beauty contest in a bar and the rest. They spoiled it. Yeah, so understand. Well, not they spoiled it. The well, I mean, authorities. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, 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 fair enough. I mean, okay, uh, so that's what it was. So I guess, you know, when I think about it from the global standpoint, because at the end of the day, when, say, a Malaysian Indian girl or a Malaysian Chinese girl goes, the rest of the world don't get it. They're like, how are you Malaysian? You look Chinese, yeah. you look Indian. That's why I, should, I always say it should be a non Malay Miss Malaysia. Miss non-Malay Malaysia. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? So, because yeah. In fact, you shouldn't even have a Miss Malaysia if you can't have a Malay. That is true, right? Because that's yeah. not fair at all. Yeah, Automatically, you know, you, you you know, the the huge, the largest population is this and the diaspora, the poor girls are like, we got gorgeous girls. Hello. Oh, very. Exactly. But then again, um, for many, many years, Miss South, Af South Africa was white. Ooh. You see? In my year, Miss South Africa won. Oh. Yeah, Margaret Gardner. Huh. Mm. Interesting. And uh, uh, that's why I that's what I meant when I said I have two audiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I have audience that knows me from TV dramas, Malay movies, yep. and singing. Yep. And then I have the non-Malay audience that knows me from radio and Miss Malaysia. So what happened uh, in '79? Once you can, so, when did you finish? Sorry, when did you finish uh, university? In '79. Okay, did yeah. you come back right away? Yeah, no, yeah, yes, I did. Um, and that was the year I was born, by the way. Oh, wow! <laughs> yes. And then I, what did I do? I guess I started working. I worked in the Hilton, doing public relations. Really? Oh, no, 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 assistant manager at the Hilton. Yeah. Yeah, the the first Hilton. The first care. Hilton, yeah. Yeah. Damn, with the revolving restaurant. No, with the tin mine at the bottom. Like the tin mine nightclub. I thought they had a revolving restaurant no, eventually. No, no, it's a federal. Yes. Mm. 
Ah, yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. correct. So the former yeah. Crown Plaza which they've torn down was Hilton, right? So what I did when I came back, mm -hmm. see when I came back, when I recorded my album, I had to fly off straight away. So yep. I couldn't do any promotion. I didn't yep. even know how the album sold. Right, that right. Wasn't there, right, right, right. So when I came back in April to Crown the Next Miss Malaysia, I did some promotion and I went back, did my finals. When I came back, I was full time singing. I understand. Okay? Which meant uh, annual dinners in hotels, uh, concerts all over the country, uh, fun, serious, fun uh? fair shows. Yeah, I mean, everywhere. What? Fun fairs in some wow. small town in Rumpin and all that. And okay, the people that I performed with, I don't know if you would even know their names, were people like DJ Dave. Of course. Kati Ibrahim. Of course. Nokum Lasari. That no. Uh, Sharifa Aini. Of course. Uh, Dalan Zainuddin, who just passed away recently. Um, Gaya that. Zakri. Okay. All those people. Wow. So I would ha be in a concert and, we, and it would be with Sharifa Aini and DJ Dave. And wow. Kati Ibrahim. And we went all over the place. And I have to tell you a story. Um, DJ Dave. Yeah. And Dalan Zainuddin were also show promoters. Okay. They would get the bookings, they would organize everything, we go there. Right. And then we would sing in fun fairs where they would have a stage with a band and music, okay? When a big crowd out in the open and don't shake the hands because some of them have these nails attached to a ring and then they pull your ring off or they pull your watch. What? Yeah, Man. the early days yeah. of uh, wheeling, Gangsta, dealing, and yeah. yeah, scammers. Anyway, um, then at the end of the show, we will get paid. Okay. And because it cost a ringgit to get into the fun fair, we would get paid in one ringgit bills. No. Maybe way. they called dollars at that time. Yeah. yeah how, how much, if I may ask, what was your takings for a gig like that I back? I can't even remember. Because I'm just curious, you know, like artists of the day and artists 40 years ago, like what was the difference? I you know, know, maybe 200 ringgit. Wow. And that's equivalent to the 20,000 today kind we of thing. We used to model for $25, you know, fashion shows, which wouldn't even pay your taxi fare and makeup. <laughs> yeah, I modeled as well. So I modeled and then, um, yeah, I modeled and then I sang. Uh, Damn! And I remember going to the bank with these one ring in milk and the, oh, the cashier and the, the girl asked me, do a lottery, girl? <laughs> Because we used to have lottery tickets for one ringgit. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> so funny. Wow, okay, so then when did you start MCing? Um, Do you remember? I was still singing. I was okay. singing until 87. And then I think somebody asked me to MC something then. Only then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After oh, way, 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 way beyond. Oh, yeah. wow. And, huh. I did, and I did meet. A certain someone in called Patrick Teo. Oh, of course, he's my neighbor. Yeah? He lives in my really? condo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said I should do voiceovers. So I went to do, I started doing voiceovers. And while I was singing, yep. I got a call from RTM, from yep. uh, RMIK, Noramin. Yep. And he, I was, this part of our promotion for singing, right? Okay. So asked me to appear on a show as yep. a guest yep. so he said why don't you bring your own music what you like to play right so since I brought my own vinyl yeah he said okay since you brought them you introduce them so after that he said want to be a DJ so suddenly I was on radio wow see I told you the title of my book pay me and I'll do it Oh, okay, okay. Now I get it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't ring a bell earlier. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. So then I became this radio DJ, and fast, um, RMIK had in the evening okay. a one-hour show called Fascinating Malaysia, yep. which is like a tourism travel show, you know. And right. Um, they had all these scripts sent in by the tourism department. Yes. And you just had to pick whatever you wanted to read. Right. So I picked, but I rewrote them. Oh wow. I rewrote them, and then I did, and then people were all calling me. Who are you? Where are you from? Right. Are you English? Are you foreign? Can you take junior? <laughs> you know? And I loved that. And I I oh loved the fact God. that radio was all about uh, it's called you know, Patrick says theatre of the mind, because you can't see the person but you can yeah. imagine. Right. But of course, after people found out who I was then that was the mystery on. So then I got a chance to work on Radio 4. Right. Okay? 
doing sponsored shows. Okay. Which means that somebody would buy an hour's time and then they would choose me to present their shows. So, Shangri-La Hotel, Penang, uh-huh. had this one hour show. It was produced by Yasmin Ahmad. Okay. And scripted and everything by her and the commercials. And I did the first live radio call-in ever in Malaysia. No kidding. Yes. Can, you know what? Who was the first caller? This oh, is no, no, historical. That is actually right. I should have. You know how historical that yeah, is? Yeah, it was. That is. Yeah. I can't believe it. That you were the one that were the first one. Yeah, because first... at that time nobody had live call-ins. Nobody called radio stations. And what year was this again? Oh. I don't know. It would be the late eighties, I guess, or uh, mid eighties. Oh, and so... I remember because it was so historical. Yeah. Outside, you know, there's this little room with a glass window. Yep. It was packed, packed. Everybody came to see. Yeah. After I finished the show, it looked like a bomb had hit the studio. Right, but right, right. Of course. It was so much fun. Wow. So then I became known for doing these, speaking to people. Right. And make, doing, making them do silly things like crow like a cockerel. Oh. You know? Do you know, people used to come up to me in the supermarket and go, listen, listen. And then they'll crow like a cockerel to me. So then, um, wow. my boss at the time, after a while, yeah. I, I was so we were doing part time. Yeah, I would do midnight. I would do different hours, different days. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, the boss, my boss said, "You want to get some new blood? Who can you suggest?" So I said, "Oh, how about Patrick Chow?" Wait, so how did you know Patrick? I thought he was in radio. No, he wasn't in radio then. What? He was just a DJ. Only, well, not just a DJ, but you know. You freaking kidding me? He used to me. do. The radio shows in the Sunday morning, you know, the Fantastic Facts and Fancies, Keyword, uh, Fantastic Facts and Fancies. My earliest memory of him was uh, Ghost Stories at Midnight. Ah, no, radio he used Ball. to do this, this Sunday morning show, but that was stopped years ago. He had one, Jeffrey Nicholson had one, Radha Krishnan had one. Yes, the Wolf. They all did these morning shows on Sunday, so they were not doing anymore. So I said, what well, if we have Patrick? And that's how Patrick came back. And then one day, while I was not there and they had a program meeting, yep. Patrick suggested that I do the morning show, Monday to Friday. Okay. So I came back and suddenly I was doing the morning show. Wow. So we can blame each other. So, that's interesting. Yeah. So, obviously, you and Patrick are good friends. Very. And, you know, uh, until today, many, many people think that Patrick and I had a show together. But we didn't. I was on till nine, and he came in at nine. What the hell? I should have invited. He's my neighbor, and I'm trying to get him. He doesn't uh, know me from Adam. Uh, we don't know each other oh, personally. Oh, that would be fun. Uh, can you can you connect me? Yeah, sure. Can sure. you once this is out, you set we'll send it to him. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, I'd love to. I, I mean, it's so easy. I can pick him up from the lobby, and yeah. I, you know, I grew up listening to him. For some reason, I don't know why. I don't recall. Yeah. Yeah. It would so, have been fun to have had him yeah, and you in the car, it right? It would have been, yeah. So oh. he, he, I was on from six to nine. He was on from nine to twelve. Right. But what we would do, I would, he would come in half an hour early. Yeah. And I would leave half an hour late. So right. we had that hour together. The banter. Where we went crazy. On air. Yeah. So oh, many wow. people think we had a show together. You guys are like content creators before that thing became a thing. Yes, we broke the barriers. We raised the bar. We changed. The face of radio, and this Malaysia. was only Radio Four, the only English station. Am yeah. I correct? Yeah. There was nothing else after yeah. before that. Time Highway was the next one. Yeah, the wrong. next one. Fly Guy and the all that. Fly Guy, yeah. But you know, um, I was on. I was a guest on Rangkai, uh, National FM okay. recently, and okay. we, we talked about what radio was like then. Right. You know, and they just couldn't believe it. I said, you know, it used to be, and the time now is. And the next song is yeah. and that, Time you know, by Raymond Wheel. I'm <laughs> not knowing that. And then um, I think Patrick started it. People would read the news mm-hmm. and and they would at that time they would read the news in our studio. They would come in and read in the studio. Okay. So he started conversations with them. You know, so they were introducing them as humans. I remember having an Indian man came in to read the news and, and it was the eve of Deepavali. So at the end of it, I said to him, Happy Deepavali. And he, but after he said, don't you ever do that to me again. But you know, right. you know the news readers are human beings. <laughs> but I think that probably after singing, I think radio was my next love. I right. really, really loved radio. How long were you on radio in totality? Um, 20 years? 18 years. Okay. Yeah. 
And and so the whole time while on radio, did you then already get into MC? Yes. Yes. And yeah, now yeah. it has become your longest career out of all. Mm, Am I correct? No. Yes. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but you still do it, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I've just been booked for a job next year. Next year? Yeah. Right, I got booked for January next year, yes. but that was in November last year. There you go, see? Yeah, but that's see. regular client, and also uh, because it's the wedding, oh, son is getting married. April okay. Next year. Oh, that's good on you. Awesome. So, coming back to, to MCing, what has been the highlight of your MC career? Because you've hosted, okay, better question. How many events have you hosted? Oh my goodness, I. Come on. How? I have no idea. Uh, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000? Um, 365 days in a year, right? Right. So, How many years have you done? Uh, have you been MC? Since 85, 86, I don't know, nearly 35 years. Oh my goodness! Okay, maybe okay, 30 so years. Thir okay, maybe let's just say years. 30 years. <laughs> and, uh, I have no idea. It's hard to say because. That's like know, 10,000 events. But you know how some sometimes there's nothing. Of, no, of course, but yeah. maybe put at least five, at least five thousand events. Fifty a year, thousand. Okay, so fifty maybe a year times thirty. I mean, sometimes in a week you have seven jobs, but yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So thirty years times fifty a year. What is that? My math thing, right? No, 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 thousand five. No, I don't talk <laughs> nonsense. You have easily done five thousand events. Okay, like. maybe five thousand. Correct. Yeah, Possibly, maybe. come on. Yeah. Okay, wow. So, more what's the you? most. Is that more than you? Sorry? Is that more than you? I, I, I've only been doing this 18 years. Oh, okay. And I think it was the Obama. Did you host with Obama? No! Oh. Why didn't I get asked to host Obama? Do you know that Obama follows me on Twitter? Come on. Yes. Oh, I saw your post. Yes. So, that's legit, huh? Somebody showed me, and then I was like, what? And I checked. Or Wait, so so what was what has been the most high profile event you have hosted today? I'm sure you'll remember. Like just top of the pops. I've high profile. Well I have hosted for every British royal. Okay. Except the Queen. Oh. So Charles, Andrew, and Edward and Will and Kate. Will and Kate came here? Yeah. Oh my goodness, you don't know. And, you, and your mom's English, no? No, German. Oh, you're not German. half English. No, no, no. Matt! No. Half Malay, half German, born in Wales. American, oh. high, American, high, school, American high School Diploma, British University degree. Fool. You're the, you are really a, you make a proper World, MI6. Uh, worldwide traveler. Yeah, yes. you make a proper undercover agent. Huh? Look at those flats. Gosh. I know, right? So. Okay, royalty aside, anything else? Like, what about world leaders? Uh, those are like, that's royalty, right? But what about world leaders? Modi. Oh. Yeah. Mm. The one he came here four years ago, I think? Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, goodness. Trump? Uh, no. Okay, Obama. No, Trump hasn't uh, even come here to begin yeah, with. So. No, I don't ever done any American. Huh? You know, I've done, you know, for Kazana, when they have these, um, they have, uh, a special event where they invite people like the former president of Ireland or the, you know, okay. like that. I've done that. Okay. Um, it's almost like who was my favorite interview on radio? Because uh, you know, Sony Music flew me to Japan to interview Destiny's Child. No! Yeah! Are you kidding? <laughs> no! So you met Beyonce? Yes! Are you freaking kidding me? No! And she said... Why are you telling me this now and not like 10 minutes ago? And when I walked into the room, she said, Stop! Are you a dancer? And then the three of them discussed my body for the next five minutes. And what year was this? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. God damn! <laughs> what? Man, you are really... You're like... I mean, it's just a bag of surprises, huh? Yeah, I flew to Singapore to interview Robbie Williams, Babyface... Um, oh, where you go? Oh, where you go? Wow! Yep. Ronan Keating. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Kitaro. <laughs> Julio Iglesias, who ran his leg up my leg. <laughs> and then his son came, I told him, and he goes, oh yeah, that's my dad. Aha! Yeah. Mr. Castanova, the crooner. Yeah, 
and then when he came back the second time, he kissed me on the mouth in front of my husband. Oh, oh God, have mercy! But I guess it's it's him, right? It's yeah. like he gets away with murder, literally. Almost. One of my favorite interviews was Shaka Khan. Oh. I actually saw, so she performed on my stage three years ago. So I've been doing Air Asia's annual dinner for three years now. And mm-hmm. the first year, they, uh, Tony and gang hired uh, basically David Foster and friends. Oh yeah, I emceed them as well in Genting. She, uh, no, but this is a private event for no, Air Asia. No, no, but, but they're, they're David Foster. Oh, right, right. David so Shaka Khan was there, CeeLo Green. Ooh. Yeah. But you know, that event, sadly, I think uh, Age had caught up and you know, she, she couldn't power through her songs oh. and all that. Yeah. Wow, so you are really... But I was very excited because I've really prepared to interview Shaka Khan and I found out that she ha- she has these chocolates that she... It's for her charity. Okay. And she calls them Shakalets. <laughs> so we, we talked about that. Wow. And she was quite surprised that I knew about it. And after that, right. her secretary came in and said, Miss Shaka Khan wants you to know that that's one of the best interviews she's ever had. Aww. So exciting, right? Aww. So exciting. Look at you, man. I mean, you're like yeah. a freaking Pandora's box of surprises. It's like every time something comes to your mind, you're like pulling out another nugget. Life's quite boring, right? <laughs> My foot. I'm like, this is the best story I've heard ever yeah. in the longest time. And I interviewed Robbie Williams uh-huh. in Singapore. And when I stood up, he said, your fly's undone. <laughs> end of my Robbie Williams interview what can you reply to that I just said see what you made happen of course it was not true right it was true oh yeah so oh. I said see what you made happen <laughs> so funny damn yeah. so so these I guess days high profile for me would be for Malaysia launch of the Miasat satellite launch, right. launch of the proton saga so uh, yeah, opening you- of um Oh, Sea Games. Oh. That was huge. That Me and Raymond. Two years Raymond. ago? Oh, yeah. With memories. That was massive. Oh, you did that? Yeah, that was massive. Oh, wow. I've also emceed a King's Sun. Yeah. With nine sultans, PM, DPM, Southern Brunei and two wives. Yeah, because I dare say in the... in. in uh, for all female emcees, I'm sitting in the presence of greatness. I don't think anyone else has your track record. Uh, there's absolutely no one. And I, I stand corrected, but I know I'm not going to be corrected because I don't know of any uh, uh, ongoing uh, existing female MC who's got the profile that you have. But somebody would have done Obama. I know, but what I'm trying to say <laughs> is with your career yeah, uh, maybe, yeah. time frame, uh, I don't think, which is great because I, I really think that they have all these MC workshops. They need to get you on board. Okay, okay, okay. I know my highlight. I know my highlight. Ah. The opening of the Sepang circuit. Oh wow! Yes, that was amazing. Wow. Four or five rehearsals, and imagine the toll I had to pay each time. <laughs> of all things, that is your takeaway. Was this '98? Uh, yeah, when they yeah, opened the circuit, yeah. and those planes had to come each rehearsal. So know? how many prime ministers? Have, so obviously only from Tunla when he was his, in his early days. Yeah, because um, that's when you started. He would have been a young prime minister yeah, then. Because I emceed all the um, what was NASA doing? The Kia, all the Kia launches, and Dr. Mahathir was a very good friend of the late Tan Sri Right. So he was at every. No, but I was going to say, but if you go back to the eighties and nineties, Tun M was the sitting PM then. Yeah. So you, in reality, you've only gone. Have, did you do anything with Tun Badawi? Yes, of course. Okay, okay. Such a lovely guy. Of course, uh, with Dato Sri Najib as well, I'm sure you've Yes, you lots, yeah. lots. Yeah, so I mean, from that standpoint, you know. So And the kings, apart <laughs> from Clanton. So what's the highlight of your career thus far? Overall, overall, overall. I don't know. I mean, it's not over, far from it, but what's the highlight so far? I think um, Sea Games is one of them. Yep. Um, because we worked with the same sound and light production people that do the Olympics. Oh wow. They did the London Olympics, they did the Japan Korea Olympics. So to work at Sydney Olympics, so to work with that kind of that caliber show calling and show production. It's really man I could have I would have loved to have come and carry your bag just to listen and learn. (laughs) I would have learned so much. Yeah. As a show producer, that would have been like the the best uh Yeah, so that's why I think uh, when we heard Memories got it, we were like, yeah, it makes sense. But we also knew that they definitely worked with the folks from London. Yes. From the London Olympics. Yes. Yeah, I mean. It's brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. that's what I heard. So awesome. then it's a, it's a chance for you to learn, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So that was your highlight. What, any, it was, okay. Here's an off, uh, totally different question. What's the, the, any super jarring low? Was there ever 
an incident is that okay has there been a moment in a, in your career where the definition of the show must go on became a reality all the time no i know but like a legit like something went wrong like opening of sunway pyramid and uh-huh. and and uh, uh state of the art sound system yeah. with a video and the video came on and there was no sound Okay, but any like emergencies or whatever, like I mean, that's like technical, not your control, your personal life. Has anything? Has there been any like crazy, like I mean, going I going with the wrong clothes or forgetting your shoes? I don't know that kind of thing. You know, I, think, been, I can write a book about MC. That's for sure. That's what I'm trying to say. So, yeah. you, in all honesty, we need to have an MC workshop with you. <laughs> just doing. I do MC workshops. You do? I do. How is it? I'm not aware of this. For for, for companies. Right. Once right. In while, no, once but, in a while. Once in a while. But the the page MCs of Malaysia, they in fact they just had one of they're having one, mm. and and they're all greats in there. But in reality, for the ladies, there's so much they can learn from you, especially all our young girls who are now. They might not want to learn. Oh bullshit. Bullshit, EOM, we're going to get Dato Yasmin on board. <laughs> no, because really, I mean, the um, the guys who are admins, they are doing a really good job. And the junior MCs are all coming up and coming up very quickly. But I think, I'll never forget when the late Isha Anga came in as a guest oh, one day. Oh, brilliant. You know, when that man spoke, you know, I learned so much. Yes. You know, what and I'm like, voice, yeah? I know, and he, and he had an amazing career as well. BBC and all that. Oh, yeah. He you had know? an amazing career. I would say, uh, from a male standpoint, it was yeah, him, him yeah, and you, yeah. as in with the most colorful, uh, longest career mm. who are still actively doing it and all that. I was so, so nervous when I had to work with him. <laughs> so if, if you were to just give some uh, words of advice to, let's talk about emceeing now because that's what you still actively do. What would you just say to, especially the ladies, uh, the girls of Malaysia who are out there hosting today? Do your prep. Mm. I think that's the most important. Be prepared. You know, like I do weddings, right. usually for friends. Yep. And I spend one or two hours with the bride and groom a week before the wedding. Yep. I interview them. I find out everything about them. You yep. know what you like about each other. Why are you marrying each other? What do you right. love most? Blah, blah, blah. And I always tell them, I may not use any of this. Right. But I will know who you are. Right. Because I believe weddings should be seen by an uncle. Or you know somebody who knows you since you were a baby kind of thing. Right. And I have been to weddings where they are emceed by the uncles and they're always the best. You know. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, and any show, I think, do your prep. Okay. I remember doing um, something with Dr. Mahave. Okay. And he had to sign something. Okay. And I was emceeing and he was surrounded by the press. Yep. So I invited him to sign and then. There's this voice that came that said, I've signed already. <laughs> because I couldn't see. And I kept asking him to sign this plaque. I've signed already. I thought, oh, okay, thank you. Oh, oh wow. Like, like he was your prompt. <laughs> That's cute. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so is there any other hacks or tips that you would just want to put out there? Because, I mean, are you, are you pretty much said probably one of the most important things out there. Uh, yeah, with- you. And I think. If it's a complicated program, you should rehearse, mm-hmm. you know. Mahathir uh, Lokman, once at a public bank event, uh, they were going to have a Miss Public Bank, mm-hmm. and we were both emceeing, it was some birthday, do or anniversary, mm-hmm. and we went for a meeting with a client, and I, and they asked for, do I want to rehearse, do we want to rehearsal? And I said, yeah, I think we should have a rehearsal with the yep. beauty. And he turned around and he said, oh, you need a rehearsal and he told her she needs a rehearsal okay okay yeah yeah I can see <laughs> well I mean that, there are a few of them and I think he was well known for, for being a man who just knew what he he, he was doing or, yeah you know and he prided himself in having done so many I think he was also quite uh, highly sought after oh yeah probably I would say for male he would have been your male counterpart with regards to high profile most definitely I would think so it's a shame that I never got a chance got around to most you know uh, getting a chance to interview him Um, but yeah interesting okay is there anything else you want to put out there because you know I don't want to take too much of your time and I promised you 45 we've we've gone way past and you know uh, I'm actually coming all the way to the end of the street because I know I've passed your place yeah. Do you know this is where I began my career? Really? For two years, I was doing clown shows every weekend in Club Darul Ehsan. Didn't you do clown shows for me? No. At Zunagara? Don't recall that, did I? Did you ever hire Stanley from Lobos? Yes. If, if you did, then uh, yes. high chances. I remember you from that. Really? Yeah. When I had Image CE, my casting agency, oh, I didn't even tell you about that. No. Oh. No. Oh, yeah. No, what? After 
um, I stop not well. Um, I stop singing. Okay. I said I have to get a job, so uh -huh. I opened a casting agency. What was it called? Image CE. No kidding. And I, or oh, my agency, is the one who discovered Asnil Nawawi. What? Come on! I need two hours or three, man. I can't get all of your stuff everywhere. I've got 54 minutes, and I'm like, man. Tiara Jacqueline. Come on. Ramona Rama. Come on. Seriously. Three agency. Elaine Daly. What the hell, man? Yeah. And I have them still all on video. Blackmail material. Hans Isaac. Well, I didn't discover him, but he modeled for me. Wow. So I had a casting agency for 12 years and that was like my main business while I was doing radio and I would go to the casting agency. Okay. Yeah. So now just before we really, really, we've said wrap up three times because <laughs> I really don't want to take up your time. What else do you do now besides emceeing? Like are, are you doing any other side hustles? Because it sounds like you can't sit down quietly. <laughs> I am the lady golf captain of the Roslingo Golf Club. Mm. So that's why I'm the colour that yeah, I yeah, am. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I organise, uh, you know, I have a committee obviously, but we organise all the events for the ladies. And that's wow. like a full time job. I understand. And, and unpaid. What do you do for fun then? Like, how do you unwind? I play golf. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I cook. I love cooking. Wow. Yes. Um, read sometimes. Okay. I tell you something that I have done in my life, yeah. which is quite amazing. Yeah. I was invited to ride on the back of a Ducati Desmodici, is that what I say? Um, Ducati, Pillion yeah. to Randy Mamola around Sabah. Okay? When it opened? No, 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 in the MotoGP. Okay. And I did it. Yeah. And I managed to walk after that. Um, and he said, okay, I'm going to show you the speed that the MotoGP riders go at. Right. Which is like, I don't know, 200 and something. That's kilometers. right. That's right. Yeah. And you talked about G-Force earlier. Correct. When we went into the corners, you can feel... And they do that with a with with pillion riders? Is yeah. That, it is was that? a... I don't know if they do it anymore, but it was a thing all around the world. And people wow. threw up. People cried. Well, oh, you know? wow. Yeah. And I heard the year after me, Fly Guy did it. And he got off the bike and he went straight home. <laughs> And when I first got the call, right. I, I spoke to Harith because Harith is a, a biker, right? Harith is kind of. Oh, no, yeah, I didn't know that. Yes. Okay. Okay. And he said, brown trousers. Uh, <laughs> so you got a puke and all that. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm trying to get Harith on the show as well. So I just got to find That'll time. That'll be fun. Yeah, be fun. I mean, yeah, I mean, he knows me. We know each other. So just got to find time. But yeah, well, Yasmin. You are next level, man. I mean, I knew it was going to be a story. I didn't expect... There's so much more I haven't told you. I know. <laughs> I tell you what, don't worry. There's going to be season three and four. We're going to have to bring you back. For sure. I dare... You know what? There's just never-ending drama with you, lah. You know one of the worst things that's happened to me in the... I, I always get called to do high protocol job. See, I don't get to do the Christian Dior Boutique opening. Right. Or the Versace launch of their new perfume. And I always right. get the... You know, Dulia Mahamuli, ah, Prime Minister. Yeah, but that's because you've got that whole track record. The whole world knows you. Yeah, but I did one with Tunku uh, 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 Ampuan. Okay. And it was a presentation of a check. Right. A mock check. Yeah. And they couldn't find the mock check. Oh, my Lord. And then they came up to me and said, can you ask her to go back and sit down? And you know, you don't uh, speak Malay to these people. No, of course, of it's course, of palace course. Palace language. No, of course, I of course. I palace language Ooh. for, please, could you go and sit down? So we stood there, stood there, long silence, long silence. And then they found the check. But stuff like that. You Dodge know? the bullet, huh? Yeah, sometimes people say, um, uh, can you just tell a joke or something? Or Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't like work that way. Now it's time to present the trophies and yeah. oh, left it upstairs in a room. Right. Can you just tell some stories? Oh my god. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's how Yasmin Yusuf can I mean the stories Thank you, Diggy. As it, you can tell boring, right? Are you kidding? <laughs> it's like I mean I've suddenly discovered so much about you I don't have a clue about. And I need to tell you yes. that Musicians for Musicians is gonna have a concert on the fifteenth of March. I, I just found out today. Yes. I'm coming, okay. for sure. I'm gonna sing. 
with yes, my band. Yes. My so, number one hit. Which means, which means I have to come and record you oh, no. and dump it in oh, with this God. interview. I have to make it as an outro. Oh my goodness. I didn't know you do that. Yeah. So Edwin Nathaniel who does... Yes, who yes, yes, up, yes, so yes. This morning he texted me yeah. about it. Because... Um, I used to sing with the band, wow. right? So the band, the leader of the band has flown back from New Zealand where he emigrated to and we've all been practicing Whoa, and rehearsing. Oh, I'm coming, I'm coming. I'll be like, I heard about it, I heard it through the grapevine. Good <gasps> Lord. Awesome. Yes. I'm going to come and record it and I'll throw it in here as well. So I'm going to hold out this interview. This is meant for next week, but I'll hold it on for two weeks time and then we'll do a little cameo outro. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. This is going to be crazy. <laughs> Thank you so much. Alrighty, guys. This is Dato Yasmin Yusuf. Stay tuned for this episode. <laughs>